Hello, and welcome to the Canopy Boulder podcast, where we talk about the intersection of entrepreneurship and investing in the legal cannabis industry. Each week, we'll give you our perspectives on the latest news in the industry, bringing you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs, investors, and the industry pros, and also go deeper on topics like launching a business, building a team, valuation, and pitching investors. Why would we take on such of a challenge? Well, we've helped launch 80 companies into the cannabis industry here at Canopy Boulder and made over 100 individual investments into these companies. So you might say we have the inside line on things. So join us as we take you deeper into legal cannabis and uncover all the nuances of starting up and investing in the cannabis industry. Okay, so last week we attended the National Cannabis Industry Association Conference and Trade Show in San Jose. Um, it was their fifth annual Cannabis Business Summit, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So I've got uh, Canopy Boulder Marketing Manager Celia Daly with me. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the show, give you a download. Uh, what are thoughts were about the event, what went on, and uh, give you a little inside scoop on what it's like to have a booth and attend a trade show in the cannabis industry. So, Celia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Great. Uh, so last week we were both in San Jose for the show, and I wanted to get some of uh, our thoughts uh, out there for the people on the podcast. So, um, what was the general vibe of the show? Yeah, so, I mean, the show moved from Oakland last year to San Jose this year, which I think we were all a little bit uh, concerned about. Was it going to be a risky move? Yeah, anytime you move a big event, it's sort of like there's some concern that people will show up and everything will continue going in the right direction, right? Yeah, especially when you're moving farther away from growers in Northern California, farther away from, you know, the, the market in Oakland. In San Francisco. And for those on the podcast that are not familiar exactly where San Jose is, it is sort of the southern part of the Bay Area. It, uh, it has its own airport. It's near Silicon Valley, further away from the Bay Bridges, uh, you know, hour plus drive generally, depending on how horrendous the traffic is. <laughs> but uh, you do feel removed from San Francisco proper. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I talked to a lot of people who lived in the Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland, um, and even north of that, Sacramento, and then of course the humble growers, um, and they all came down for the show. So you know, I think it, I think it paid off. They were able to sort of pull in the, the big names, even despite the move. So yeah, and it was well attended, right? Yeah, it was a it was a great show. I think they had seventy five more than seventy five hundred people there, more than four hundred exhibitors. Wow. I know they sold out the show floor, so that was awesome. Um, so it was a, a lot of different types of people there. Cool, cool. The so the so the general sort of vibe, I guess, of the show for our listeners who are not familiar, um, is that it's a it's an expo and a conference. So. There's an exhibitor floor um, with lots of different exhibitors. Like I said, there are more than 400 of them. And we saw, you know, in terms of the types of companies we saw, there were a lot of tech companies, which makes sense. Um, Anyone who saw the article on the marijuanastocks.com last week saw that investors um, are saying that the key to the growth in the industry has been 
and sort of continues to be new tech. So that wasn't surprising that we saw a lot of tech, a lot of extraction tech, um, that kind of thing. As well, there were a lot of business services. So lawyers, accountants, HR, um, that kind of thing. There was a lot of, of those folks there. Surprisingly, I didn't see many brands or retailers represented. Yeah, this is definitely a trend that we see in the trade shows in the cannabis industry is that most of the exhibiting companies are ancillary. Uh, they're lighting or soil or software or hardware or something that a grower, a processor, a brand or a dispensary are going to want to use. But we don't see the big you know, brands uh, with boots. Not We do see some, but not a whole lot. Nor do we see, um, I, at least I don't see, a really organized retailer presence there, um, which is interesting to me um, and I think worth noting. Do you think that'll change? I mean, California's market is sort of in flux at the moment. Yeah, yeah, California's definitely in flux. Uh, I think that's a very kind way of putting it. <laughs> Um, as they transition into adult use cannabis, um, it's certainly been a challenge for a lot of the brands and a lot of the dispensaries. Um, and, 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 you know, working you know, through the supply chain to the growers, it's been disruptive. So um, everyone in that wants to be in the legal adult use cannabis industry in California is having to get their local licenses and also their state licenses. Um, you know, it takes a long time. You deal with city politics, you know, it can be very frustrating that someone in the city may not see the priority and the importance of getting a license uh, in a timely manner like you do if you're applying for that. Um, and I think it's just probably not the right time to uh, have the big brands with big boots uh, trying to reel in all the retailers, all the dispensary owners. Um, but I think with time, that's definitely going to change. And, you know, it may be that at NCIA in San Jose, you only really have the big uh, California brands like Kiva and Bloom, um, whereas in Colorado, you might have the same thing. Uh, NCIA has their seed to sale show. At least they've had the seed to sale show in Denver for a long time. I think it's moving to Boston. Boston. Right. So I think you'll see, see those sort of siloed state markets um, developing opportunities for branded products uh, to exhibit and retailers uh, to attend. Uh, until there's some sort of wide open federal market, I don't think we're gonna see too much crossover. Even though we see some of the companies in Colorado partnering with companies in California, uh, multi-use or multi-state licensing partnerships, et cetera, et cetera, um, which is good to see. Um, and you know, the programming there, uh, I have to say, I didn't go to any sessions. I'm uh, a little uh, embarrassed to say that, but we did spend a lot of time in meetings and at the booths. But the day before, I was lucky enough yep. to participate on a brand panel. Yeah, tell us about your panel. You you were with uh, Mark Grindeland of Coda, yep. Brian Shang of Arcview, and Keegan Peterson of Works. So yeah. To us a little bit about yeah, that. it was really good. It was a, a good panel. The topic was the importance of brands and branding in the cannabis industry. And it was kind of interesting. We had two investors, um, a company doing edibles, and then um, that was Coda. And then you have uh, Work, which is a Canopy Boulder alumni. Uh, they do uh, human capital management and payroll processing. So a good mix. But I think you know the upshot from that conversation was 
that brand in the cannabis industry is the thing that will set your valuation and your business apart from the rest. You know, in Colorado right now, state licenses, licensed businesses often sell for one-time sales. And that's a cultivation, a extraction, an edible dispensary, whatever. It's one-time sales because taxes are so onerous. IRS code 280E, if you don't know about it, look it up. Um, hold my, grab a beer and look it up. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> um, and then the cost compliance are high. Um, so, you know, we're seeing that in Colorado. Uh, that's just not like the green rush. That's not the 10 times return I think investors have been looking for. Um, so what can set you apart if you're running a state licensed business is to really invest in that brand. And, you know, the conversation ranged from what does brand mean uh, to what's a team, who's on the team? Uh, when you want to create a brand and uh, there are a lot of great insights uh, you know uh, we're starting to see brands really uh, finally develop in the cannabis industry I always like to cite uh, Native Roots which is a dispensary chain in Colorado which has a very distinct uh, personality um, and then you know uh, companies like Incredibles uh, in Colorado has a distinct personality and Kiva in California has a very distinct personality Bloom Farms has done an excellent job positioning their brand as being socially responsible and concerned about uh, the sort of impacts on society and the holistic mm -hmm. uh, impacts of their business. So, um, you know, I think those are companies that when they raise money, they can ask for higher valuations because of that um, sort of brand value that uh, exists out there. And um, I think that was really the upshot of the, uh, the conversation there. Cool. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so that gives you an idea. There's a show floor. There's obviously the conference, which uh, Patrick, you spoke at, you spoke on, um, and then we also we had a booth. So we had a booth. Yeah. Yeah. We were working the booth. Working the booth. Me and Celia, we were <laughs> we were uh, wearing comfortable shoes and um, you know having a fun time interacting with the people that came by. So Celia, who came by the booth? What kind of people came through to say yeah, hi? Yeah, so, well, you know, I think it's also important that we, we shared our booth with one of our alumni, mm -hmm. Beyond, yeah. um, which, whose, whose customers are more dispensaries and brands. So that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So we got to see some of those people mm -hmm. as well. But, you know, most of the people that I talked to were um, entrepreneurs and investors, which mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, we, we saw entrepreneurs really at every stage. So mm -hmm. people from, you know, I'm really excited about this industry and I'm thinking about how I'm going to get into it to, you know, I've started multiple companies mm -hmm. and now I'm, you know, now we're already making revenue and, and moving along. So we, we certainly had a lot of entrepreneurs walk up and say they want to raise money and we asked what they're doing. And they're like, they had to grow. Yeah. Right. Yep. Was that like that? That sort of stood out. There was a lot. Of, there were a lot of uh, less cultivation, more brands. I think a lot of companies that are starting infused yeah. products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is which is great, yeah. especially because we didn't see a lot of those guys at the show. <laughs> so it was nice to chat with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's kind of it, you know we obviously we have a very specific focus of what we do at Canopy Boulder, and that's in the ancillary products mm -hmm. and services, data, software, tech, media. So I think we're going to like look at some of our booth materials and try to figure out how can we make it so clear that you just can't ignore it, that we yep. don't invest in any businesses that need a state license or touch the mm -hmm. plan. Um, 
But, you know, I thought we still had a good, uh, I've seen a little stack of cards of yeah. entrepreneurs that came by. I've reached Absolutely. out to them, following up, seeing if there's some interest in our uh, October, uh, our next cohort, which starts in Boulder October 1st. We have an open application for that. Yep. Um, good interest there. Yeah, absolutely. So, yep, we, we chatted with some great entrepreneurs. I, I talked to quite a few people, like I said, who were sort of trying to figure out how to get started mm-hmm. um, and get into the industry. And I think the piece of wisdom we give those people consistently is sort of start where you are, yeah. right? So yeah. what are you doing now and how mm-hmm. can you um, bring that into the industry? You don't have to start a grow. You don't have to start a, a sort of product line mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of other options around that so we had a, I had a lot of those conversations chatted a lot with some investors yeah. who were interested I was pretty um, happy with the number of investors that came by you know my in my sort of like <laughs> trade show fantasy land in my own brain I was hoping that you know like all of Silicon Valley would come to the show and I wouldn't say that I saw that happening um, I think most of the investors we came uh, that came to the booth you know, they might have been involved in other sectors in the Bay Area, but it wasn't uh, sort of like we had a, like button-ups and a, a fleece uh, Patagonia vests, vested-up dudes <laughs> <laughs> walking around with, uh, you know, trying to understand what's going on. I mean, we've had a lot of conversations, inbound calls from investors in the Bay Area and Silicon Valley, and, you know, it's, it's they're, they're, they're sort of, doing their initial research and reaching out to people like us trying to get a sense for what the what the what the investing climate is like and if it's something that they want to get into or not um, certainly every day there's new investors coming in and validating the cannabis industry as an investment um, but you know sometimes they you know it takes them time because uh, what would you what, what, what do you say to them um you know I you know when we get folks like that that are curious but not ready to start stroking checks um you know just try to offer our team and uh our experience up as a as a resource uh certainly we're sometimes the first and second investor into these companies these that we run through our accelerators so it um it, as a good investor um, and good partner with these entrepreneurs we want to make sure that we're channeling investment other investors to them as they need to raise more capital so um, you know just try to stay in touch with them and send them interesting things that come up uh, in the industry uh, whether that's new uh, legislation or business developments market data things like that to keep them informed so you know they can come in and uh, sooner rather than later and help provide that sort of next few stages of capital that the teams will need um, yeah cool yeah. so all right so so that was the show itself. Yeah. And then there's the after party. Then there's all the after Everything parties. before and after. <laughs> well, the show didn't start till 11, which I thought was great because I could get out and go for a run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody can sleep in. I, of course, get up and go for a run because it's California and it's nice weather and I enjoy that. Um, but it's also good to have meetings beforehand and not have to worry about, you know, doing that on the show floor mm-hmm. uh, during show floor hours. But there were some fun parties afterwards. There were. We uh, So we made it to the Front Range Biosciences Grower Reception. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Front Range Bio is one of our alumni companies, our portfolio companies. Um, so that was great to be there. And honestly, it was fun for me because I don't get to talk to growers very often. <laughs> I know, right? I, you know, I, it, I don't hang out with them. So it was, it was great to chat with them. 
um, I had some great conversations with outdoor growers. So in my past life, I worked a lot with indoor growers. But so it was fun to sort of chat with some outdoor growers, um, some humble people who have been growing weed their whole lives yeah. for decades, family farms, yeah. generations, um, and sort of hear their insight into how the new world of legal can legal yeah. adult use cannabis is affecting them up up there. And was there any humble. consistency in how they're uh, perceiving the impact of adult use legalization on? You know, I think. Everyone has a little bit of reluctance, but it seems like most people are on board. Huh. My understanding also is that Humboldt County made it very easy. Yeah. They really streamlined the process yeah, um, for that exact reason. Because, I mean, these are people who have been growing in the black market for, for all of their lives. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's important for them, I think, to to feel like they're – to be part of the industry. But at the same time, California's got – part of their regulations are if you get a violation, so if you're growing without a license, yeah. you can never, you can't get a license. Yeah. Um, so then what happens to growers who sort of yeah. didn't get with the program fast enough? Yeah. So that was, so that was an interesting, uh, interesting take. It yeah. sounds like they're on board, you know, I talked to a couple of people who are really kind of huh. pushing forward and um, yeah. with the supply shortages that they're having yeah. in California. Well, you know, the nice thing also about that front range bioscience is reception was that it was super well attended. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, you never know with after parties and events if it's gonna, they're gonna get the right people in the door. And, you know, judging by the looks of these guys, and I'll say guys, because they're mostly guys, <laughs> uh, dudes that were there, they were all growers. And uh, I had a few conversations with some of them, um, but I was constantly distracted by the Brussels sprout tacos. The Brussels sprout tacos. Which was like the winner uh, Everyone loves those tacos. I don't know about you, but I had like five or six of them. Yeah, I had a lot of Brussels sprouts. But I felt good doing it because they were Brussels sprouts. They're Brussels sprouts. That's, that's healthy, right? Though. Sure. Yeah, you know, it was. It was. They were very tasty. I think we're actually going to try to steal that. Uh, steal that the recipe. recipe. What was it called? Paper plane. Paper plane was the name of the restaurant. That sounds right. That sounds right. Sure. And it was right that. downtown San Jose. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, they were great. If you're ever in San Jose, check out their Brussels sprouts tacos. Yeah, and if you're interested in Brussels sprouts and uh, front range biosciences and the plant tissue culture yeah. services they provide, um, they do really good things. Uh, super experienced team, uh, one of our best performing alumni companies. We're psyched to have them be doing super cool stuff. Um, and they actually had a booth as well. I mean, I was yeah, just talking about the alumni, uh, Canopy Boulder alumni that were in attendance. So we yeah. had pot guide yep they had a booth front range biosciences work payroll processing bds analytics um which does the checkout data from dispensaries were there any other alumni that were exhibiting? well the peak beyond were in, peak our, beyond booth. We're in our booth right is super peak beyond does these super super cool uh interactive smart tables uh that go into dispensaries and then you know there were quite a few alumni walking the show floor. So I saw Sam Zartashi from Paragon. I saw Melissa Stapley from MJ Hybrid Solutions. Christian Valdez of Traffic Roots. That guy is, uh, he's hammering all the time. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. I saw Henry Finkelstein of Cannabis Big Data. Did you see anyone else there, um, Celia? That's a lot of companies. I still don't. Of. 
think so. There I may think have been. That, I think there may have been some other people. Yeah, we apologize if we've forgotten you. There's some <laughs> fake mustaches on, you know, <laughs> as it sometimes is uh, happening. But um, yeah, I thought we, you know, Canopy Boulder had a good, um, good representation there at NCIA. What I will say about the National Cannabis Industry Association is they're one of the longest-standing trade groups in the cannabis industry. And they have proven that they can put on really good trade shows and conferences. Um, but one thing that I would encourage everyone to do is, one, become a member. Um, this is not a lot of money to support their efforts. And primarily, they're, you know, uh, they're really working on uh, getting rid of the uh, IRS Code 280E and fixing banking, which is a top concern right. of the entire industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they host this a series of, they call them the quarterly caucuses. So uh, so the NCIA quarterly caucuses are all over the country. Um, If you have a chance to register and go to one of those events, I would highly recommend it. I think that's a a great way to get to know your local um, uh, industry community. And, you know, that's what people ask us all the time. Like, where do I start? Um, You know, I like to say, start showing up. You know, be present. This is an industry like most other industries where uh, showing up and having that, uh, developing an in-person relationship with people in your local uh, industry market is super key. Um, This is an industry that has been built on very close, tight relationship, business relationship bonds over the many, many years that people have been growing and selling, processing and selling cannabis. But now it's, it's no different. It's just legal so you got more people out there yeah um so being present showing up you know becoming a student of the industry and learning and talking to as many people as possible Mm to inform what you're doing i think is super key yeah um i thought it was a great show i always enjoy ncia's shows i feel like they're very business focused they're very professional it's not a bunch of noobs. Yeah, there, there weren't as many newbies. There weren't here. as many newbies. Some other trade shows, which we won't mention, you know, sometimes it's like you're, you know, it's like drinking It's a lot of end users and stuff like yeah. that, which is great. We like those people, but yeah. it's hard. It's not really yeah, the business I mean, world. I think, you know, certainly one of the challenges for any business in the cannabis industry is staying focused because there's a lot of shiny, you have a lot of shiny object syndrome opportunities you know like oh I can do this I can do that I can do this I can do that but I'm doing this now oh you know there's like this tension between um, execution and fear of missing out mm-hmm. right so um, you know being focused showing up like getting as much out of this as you possibly can I think that's it's super key this is a great event um, that I would highly recommend anyone uh, that's interested in the industry going to, but it was it was nice that there was, seemed like there was a uh, higher quality uh, yeah. of, uh, attendee. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's our recap. Yeah. NCIA San Jose. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and check gonna... them out. They've got they have some other some other conferences coming up. They have their California Cannabis Business Conference October twenty second in Anaheim, California as well as their Seed to Sale show February 12th in Boston, Mass. So check those out if you're interested. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, that's where we're going to leave it for today. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, if you have a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about, send us an email at info at 
Also, please keep in mind that our applications are open for about another month for our fall accelerator cohort. Um, we are deep in due diligence on a number of companies for that cohort. We are looking for ancillary products and services companies that are early stage. So um, if you are early stage, if you have an idea and a team and you're working on a problem, or if you're a business with a couple of customers and maybe some revenue and you want to work towards scaling and if need be raise some capital, we want to talk to you. So head over to canopyboulder.com backslash apply to learn more. Now for the disclaimers. Uh, Please do not take any information from the Canopy Boulder podcast or its guests as investment advice. Be sure to contact your licensed financial advisor before making any investment decisions. So thank you for listening and please join us for another Canopy Boulder podcast episode coming to you soon.